the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. You know, (laughs) I guess you know this isn't just an everyday broadcast for Come Together San Diego. We're in the midst of some challenging times. Uh, We can see them as opportunistic times as believers because God has big old plans in the middle of a big old threat. And we're excited to see what God uh, intends to do, not only in government, but also in us as believers. So we're excited about that. In fact, we're going to devote the entire two-hour show on that topic, springboarding into other topics. I'm soon going to introduce my co-host for the entire two hours, Greg Dunham. He's a pastor at Rise Church in San Marcos. In fact, I'm going to tell him hi. Hello, Greg. Hello, Kat. It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Before we start our portion of the show, I have producer Neil in with me here now, and he's the designated prayer warrior for this show. So I thought I'd do it a little bit differently in this broadcast because this is really an intimate hands-on and what we're going to be sharing. And so I thought I'd have, we generally have our prayer warriors praying behind the scenes, but I thought we'd change the rules here and have uh, uh, producer Neil pray on behalf of the show and you, my listening friends. And then we're going to, then uh, Pastor Greg Denham of Rice Church and I, we're going to just jump on in. Uh, hey, uh, producer Neil, you ready to give us a 30 second uh, Thank in- you, innovation? Thank you, Kaz. Father, we lift this two hours to you as seed time to receive from you all that you want to speak to us out from the full counsel of your word and the full counsel from heaven for such a time as this that we are in right now. Yes. Prepare our hearts to receive the seeds that you're going to water for hours and weeks and years to come to affect our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, uh, producer, producer Neil. You know, Greg, I've, I've been looking forward to having some time with you, especially the more and more I found out about, you know, your, your, your biography and some of the background things. I, it's become very increasingly uh, aware. I've been increasingly aware about your, <laughs> shall we say, a love for yeah. Israel. I lo- love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a chance to visit with you uh, recently um, when, who was there? Uh, Dr. Michael Brown, and I had a chance to visit with you and listen to Dr. Michael Brown while he was there as well. So I'll That's tell you right. what, things are stirring, aren't they? They sure are. And, I'll, I'll you know, Kat, can we just jump right in? Can yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, but just a little a quick uh, introduction about this. You know, 
Pastor yeah, Greg and sure. I were, were planning on, we were going to spend two hours together. This is before all this coronavirus stuff really hit like it did. And uh, so yeah. we talked about bullet points. And so I gave him bullet points. He goes, I like all of these bullet points. And then a couple of days ago, I get an email from him. He's going, God gave me stuff about the coronavirus, how to, to give kind of a, uh, a consolation to all of our listeners. And I said, you're, you're not a guest, you're a co-host. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm willing to scrap all that other stuff. Let's start with this and see where God takes us. So how would you like to begin there, co-host? Well, well thank you, Kaz, so much. Well, listen, I mean, obviously this is such a unique time, and I, and I just love that prayer because I, I really believe that there's going to be great seeds planted. And, and biblically speaking, the, the seed is the Word of God, and God's Word is always a comfort. It always brings nourishment. It always brings encouragement. It always brings rescue. And, you know, we need all of those things, right? I mean, his word is inspired. So, um, yeah, as you said, we were really looking forward to, we're going to talk about Israel and prophecy, and, and maybe we'll get to some of that. But <laughs> no doubt. I, I, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, let, let's frame this just a little bit. I just want to en- encourage everyone that um, the Lord is fully aware of what is taking place. You know, when he ascended to heaven, uh, the disciples were blown away by this. It was a demonstration that he was on the right hand of the Father. He is there at the right hand. He's coming back, I and mean, he's not on his throne yet. He's going to be on the throne in Jerusalem, fulfilling the promise of the Davidic, future Davidic king, and Jesus is the promised son. So he's coming, okay? Yes. But now he's, he's actually fully engaged, and he's aware, I, and he knows what's going on, and this is a comfort to us. And I I just wanted to say quickly, look, remember Matthew 14, and many of the believers who are hearing this uh, know the story. Jesus sends the disciples in the boat to get to the other side. He goes up on the mountain to pray, which is really a a picture of his, in in a way, his ascension. He is at the right hand of the Father, and he's praying. He's interceding. He's fully engaged. He knows what's going on in our lives, and he is interceding for us. And, of course, there's a terrible storm. Now, look. Everyone hearing our voice, the, the, the Bible, the Lord, does not guarantee we're not going to go through storms. In fact, he said we are. What he did promise is that he's going to get us through storms. And initially, when a storm hits and we're all in the storm, it, it's like our head is spinning. Our feelings are all over the place. And, of course, we have a tendency to, you know, live by our feelings. We're feeling good, then things are good. If we're not feeling so good, not so good, things are not so good. But... Um, you know, and so initially amidst the storm, our head's spinning, we're having a hard time sensing his presence. But look, amidst storms, and we're going to see in the story kind of Christ in crisis and the Savior amidst the storms and storm theology is he comes to us to reveal his glory and power amidst adversity. And I am convinced, Kaz, that he is going to do that with all of us. So in new ways, it's kind of like a test. You know, I mean, you know, I hate that. I I actually don't like the term test. You know, in school, I wasn't so good at taking tests. But actually, the nature of a test allows us to experience what we already know. Like two plus two is four, right? (laughs) Well, we know the Lord is true. And we know the Lord is with us. And in new ways, we just want to encourage our listeners that, look, we're going to experience in new ways his strength, Yes. His presence, His glory. And just like the disciples at the end, as they get to the other side, you know, it says, man, they, they end up worshiping Him. They worship truly, you are the Son 
of God. And yes. I believe, and I know you do as well, uh, look, we've been praying for a revival, and awakening, and I just believe the Lord is going to maximize this adversity in our lives in revealing the greatness of who He is afresh to our hearts. So I believe this is promised to us, and therefore we can take heart. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Pastor Greg Denham. Uh, one of the things I was reading through your notes, your, your, you know, I, I sent a script outline and you, in your reply basically, and you, here's what you said. You, you had, a, you had a thought that God wanted us to share about the, uh, you know, empowerment in the midst of isolation and, uh, yeah, right. and use that to underscore what we're talking about today. And I just was thinking about what you said there, uh, about, uh, isolation and, a time of reflection, but also it brought me back to the whole idea about there's nothing that we're going to go through that Christ hasn't already gone through and prepared the way for us to be victorious in the midst of this. And sometimes they might be contrary times, but it just remind me of in, in the book of uh, Matthew, where it talks about Jesus when he began his ministry, Holy, you know, he, he he's uh, in the river Jordan, he's baptized and the Holy spirit comes upon him and all this. And then the scripture says in in Matthew chapter 4, then was Jesus led up by the Spirit into the wilderness and tempted of the devil. Now, he was, had been fasting for 40. He was in the middle of a fast, uh, and yep. the devil came to him, and he tempted him in his isolation. And here we are in yep. isolation, and sometimes the enemy can come upon us and going, oh, you should be frightened. You can do this. Or if, you know, as as he tempted Jesus, you know, stand atop this precipice and... Uh, if, or, or this temp, the top of the temple and then fall yep. down and the angels will bear you up. That's uh, Psalm yep, yep. 91. We're using Psalm 91 uh, a lot here about our consolation uh, in knowing that God is intervening in our behalf. But the truth of the matter is Satan couldn't handle Jesus' dealing with him through the written word and the spoken word <clears throat> against the enemy. And here we have an opportunity to do that. As Jesus did that, he entered into his actual ministry in earth and I think what God is telling us right now during this time of isolation, and we're going to be hearing voices of things that are not God, and we have to have the, no pun intended, but we have to have the Constitution to be able to stand against those things. And as we do, Holy Spirit is with us all the way. And the, the end result is uh, Satan having to leave and Jesus beginning his ministry, I think in a very real sense for the church of the Lord, we are going to be able to stand steadfast in the midst of these trial things, and the enemy can't put up with us. So uh, all of a sudden, God is ushering us into our church ministry like we've never experienced before, and uh, we're, we're in a wonderful springboard opportunity. So uh, I see this very similarly to the isolation that Jesus faced in his fasting time and prayer time for the body of Christ to do so, except we have a major advantage, and that is <laughs> he's gone through it before us. And, well, and, well said. And, and, and let me just jump, can I jump sure. in? Let me just say that, look, I mean, look, and we need to keep our eyes, of course, on Jesus. And, and this is a great scripture you brought up, because this is the beginning of his ministry. And what is he doing? He's trusting the leading of the Spirit, which actually leads him into a desert. He's keeping his eyes on his Heavenly Father. I could I kind of imagine part of the temptation of the enemy at this time, using a little liberty here. He almost comes to him and says, hey, what's a good Jewish boy like you, you know, <laughs> doing in the wilderness? You look like you're just about ready to die. Jesus responds, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every it. word that proceeds the mouth of God. And look, here's the thing, and, and everyone needs to hear this. Like our, 
we need to keep our eyes on Jesus, just like G- Peter did in the storm, right? And, and uh, as he did, he's walking on the water. But Jesus kept his eyes on the Heavenly Father and trusted the leading of the Spirit in his life. And, 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 and as a result, it ended up ultimately bringing the greatest redemption as Jesus enters into Jerusalem, gives his life on the cross, resurrects. Yes. You, know, you have the greatest healing coming to planet Earth. So, yes. I mean, keep your eyes on Jesus who kept his eyes on the Father, and the Father's good. <laughs> and hold that thought to Pastor Greg Denham of sure. Wise Church, because we're going to take a commercial break, and then we're going to continue this discussion, not only about that, but we're also going you've give, to—you've given me some uh, things uh, here that God gave you about different uh, uh, patriarchs and different— uh, events that happen throughout Scripture that will help bolster you, my listening friend, in the midst of this challenging time. So, Pastor Greg Denham of Rise Church, and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Hey, friends, back again. You know, the uh, the government, uh, and in particular in California, we've been told to stay inside our houses, and the only way that you can go out is for food or emergency issues or to walk your dog or exercise or whatever. So uh, I decided, since I'm a journalist, that I could come into the studio and communicate with you live and we were going to have uh, Pastor Greg uh, Denham in with us, but we decided to have him make a phone call from home as well. And uh, my my producer, Neil Fraser, is here with me as well. You couldn't stop Neil from coming, even though I tried. <laughs> so, so Pastor Greg, I, I, I want to continue our conversation. My friend, Pastor Greg has been given some uh, words of consolation to you in the thick of this coronavirus scare. And... Uh, in the first segment, we talked a little bit about how Jesus was isolated as we are now, and not exactly in the same way, but he was also isolated, and he fasted for 40 days, and the enemy came at him with everything he had. And I think in, in many ways, the enemy of our souls wants to use this downtime to make us fearful, afraid, and to take our focus off God. So that's where we were going when the commercial break came upon us. Now I'm going to hand the baton back to uh, Greg Denham to carry his thoughts. Greg? Yeah, well, Kez, thank you so much. And yeah, and, and look, it's so important, Kez, that we protect our minds. In fact, you know, when we encourage each other to keep our eyes on Jesus, which is really the admonition in Hebrews chapter 12, um, and, and we're kind of tying some ideas around here, and, and we're just looking at Matthew 14, when Peter was amidst the storm, which, which of course is a, a reality that takes place suddenly, it takes place unexpectedly in this this, this viral storm is, is, is certainly that by nature. It has taken us by surprise. Um, you know, Peter was doing great walking on the water as he was keeping his eyes on Jesus. And, and then he freaked out, which is totally human. And he got his eyes on the circumstances. And, of course, we can't totally uh, ignore circumstances. Right. We need to take practical steps. And that's what we're doing by loving each other and uh, with good hygiene and social spacing and so forth. But here's the point I simply want to make. Look, the the fact that Peter was walking on the water, so he wasn't under the circumstances, overwhelmed by all the craziness that was taking place, uh, while he's keeping his eyes on Jesus, 
Well, it speaks to us of the principle that we do need to protect our minds. And I just really want to encourage all of our listeners to focus in on that, that that keeping your eyes on Jesus uh, amidst this time of unique isolation in application would mean partly and largely to protect your mind. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to spend some time seriously in Philippians chapter four. You know, this is where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But, you know, as you know, Kez, that, that was kind of the conclusion. He had, he had actually identified how he had gone through a process. At least he identified a process where he said he had learned to be content. So in other words, that even though he had come to know the Lord because salvation is a gift, we receive it by faith. Uh, it's what Christ accomplished for us on the cross, God's riches that Christ experienced, and we receive it. Um, then we're all amidst the process of growth and relationship. And a part of that is to learn to be content, which means that we learn that God is our sufficiency despite the circumstances, whether they're, whether they're good or bad. But the key to contentment is two things. It's, it's, you know, knowing the right person. It's who you know, Jesus. And it's learning how to think. And so in Philippians 4, you know, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord. That's really a choice. And then he gives practicals on how to think. And that is that we need to, uh, when there's the trigger of anxiety, we need to take it immediately to our Heavenly Father in prayer with thanksgiving. And then we need to, we need to learn to meditate. You know, the Eastern idea of meditation is to empty our thoughts, but the biblical meditation is to fill our thoughts. And so I just want to say to all of our listeners, look, keeping your eyes on Jesus during this time would be to be intentional, to be downloading intentionally the Word of God. I mean, my message tomorrow online to our church family is, I really want to encourage them to read a chapter of the Scriptures in the morning, noon, and night. I like it. And I would encourage every one of uh, us who, you know, we're all in this together, to do the same thing. Seriously, the truth will set you free, and we need to be, like, managing our inner life well. So let's give the Holy Spirit something to work with, which is to download God's Word. And as we do, look, we're going to be set up, like Paul, to say, man— I can do all things, That's no good, Pastor Greg. good or bad, you know, through the, through the strength that Christ has given me. Let me, let me ask you yeah. a question. We, since you mentioned sure. that you're going to be doing, presenting uh, components of this at your Sunday uh, broadcast, is it actually going to be a, a uh, podcast, is it not, from your church? Well, it's actually going to be online. It's yes. going to be, we actually have recorded it, but, you know, we have a link. It's on, if you go to risesendmarcos.com, uh, there's going to be a link there tomorrow, and uh, it will. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be video. In the weeks to come, we hope to have, we're setting up to go live. But if anybody would like to join us, you certainly may. RiseSanMarcos.com and just jump on the announcement button, and you'll have a link tomorrow. And just click it, and and you can enjoy our service. We have worship and a message. So, yeah. <clears throat> give us a time frame again, and how they access it one more time. Sure. So if anybody would like to jump in, the, the web address is risesanmarcos.com, risesanmarcos.com. And when you get to our website, at the front page there, you'll see an announcement button. Just, you know, click it, and we will have details on how to access the Sunday service. So yes. 
We welcome all to join us. Yes. You know, you're no stranger to Hebrew feast festivals, days, months, and years, and, and precepts. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to share this uh, with you, and then, have, I'm the, then I'm going to engage you to share this with our audience before we go okay. into a break about three minutes from now. <clears throat> okay. We've entered into a new time frame in the Hebrew biblical calendar. Uh, this is the year has changed. The year has changed from the uh, 5770s into the 5780s. And and from a Hebrew standpoint, the 80s is a time frame of the P-E-Y, the Hebrew word pay, or the letter as well, P-E-Y, which means speaking it out. The decade before was the decade of the I-N, which was the uh, seeing things. And so there's there's a very distinct change here in the way that we do our relationship with the Lord. One of them is we've seen things for, you know, our entire Christian life, and we, we've uh, heard about things, but now God says, now this is the decade of this speaking it out. So one of the things that you shared, and we're going to do this, as I remember, all the way through the entire two hours, and I'm going to in, in, invite you to do this uh, on our behalf, and that is you spoke uh, about uh, Peter and the walking on the water, and, we, and you gave scriptural uh, precepts on that, and you gave them the, the scripture as encouragements to do this. Now I'm going to ask you to take it to the next level, and I would like you to proclaim this into the lives of our listeners so that they can proclaim it as well. And You know, it's nice to take stuff in, but when you take yep. stuff in, it's important also to be willing and able and equipped to present it outward as well. So may I uh, invite you, Pastor Greg, to proclaim this into speak this into our listeners so that they can proclaim it outward as well and uh, we've got about uh, a minute a minute or two to do that and then we'll take a break would you be well, so kind well, I'll you, oh i'd be honored thank you so much listen hey so why don't we all make the profession of faith i can do all things Ooh. through christ who strengthens me that's very I, mean, good. I gotta tell you something you know it's one of the great professions in all of history and there's just something about actually articulating it. And so, look, let me just say it again, and then I'm just going to encourage the audience, wherever you are at home or driving around, hey, just say this. Make the profession of faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, Kaz, you want to, I'll lead a little bit, and why don't you follow here? You want to go for it with me? You lead, I'll follow, brother. Okay, so I can do all things. I can do all things. Through Christ. Through Christ. Who strengthens me. Who strengthens me. Amen. 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 So, so here, here, here we go, my friends. And l- l- let me just take it back into uh, uh, Pastor Greg's comments about Peter and walking on the water. You know, we, we can be told to do something similar to that, to have that level of faith, but we also need to be able to, to, to uh, speak it out. In the beginning, in, in Genesis, God says, let there be, fill in the blanks, that, let there be life, let the you know, oceans and all the, and the creation of man and things like that. He spoke that into existence. And there's a time where we, get ha- we are handed this baton, and God says, okay, well, you're mature enough now to be able to speak things into existence. You've heard about them. Now speak them into existence. So I'm going to declare this, and uh, Pastor Greg will be to my right hand on this, and then we'll take a break. Okay. But we declare into your life, my friend, that you have the level, to every man is given the measure of faith. God has given you, I'm declaring that God has given you, my listening friend, the measure of faith to not only receive the word in, but to proclaim it. And as you proclaim it, the enemy 
as with hap- happened with Jesus, he proclaimed the word, he re- quoted the written word, and then he also spoke the word. As he spoke the word, the enemy had to leave him because he had no defense against that. So I'm, I'm saying, I, I declare over you, my listening friend, that you are going to speak the word with confidence, and I'm entrusting the Holy Spirit is going to do that with power, and you're going to see amazing things. And if you don't have words for it, the person to your left and to your right who's a fellow believer has a word to help fill it in. So I may start the sentence, and Pastor Greg may finish it for me, but that's the body of Christ. So we proclaim this into your hearts and into your mouths now. Anything uh, 30 seconds or so before we go to a break, Pastor Greg Denham? Well, I just look, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And I'm persuaded, neither death, life, principalities, powers, depth, and he created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> yes, yes. In the next segments, we're going to put this into practice like you won't believe. And uh, Pastor Greg Denham and I will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Well, my friends... We are back. I have uh, Pastor Greg Denham of Rise Church in San Marcos with me for the entire two hours until 7 o'clock. And we've just scratched the surface on what we believe God wants to share with you through what he's given us. And uh, we're going to pass it along to you. Uh, are you, you uh, game, Greg, for wherever Holy Spirit leads this thing? Of course, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we've been, hey, we've been talking about just how, how the Lord maximizes Yes. Isolation. In fact, <laughs> there's an incredible record, if you look in Scripture, of how the Lord has met people in a yes. wonderful way. Yes, I'm going to yeah, set you. So, uh, I'm going to set you up for that right here, right now. Okay. Okay. You know, my friends, place yourself into the time frame when when Jesus uh, walked on earth, then he died and was buried, and then the, what do the disciples do? The whole their whole life changed. The whole way in which they did quote unquote church. Uh, changed, and they had to revisit what they do. They knew that there was a, the promise of resurrection. I'm talking in particular about the two uh, disciples who are walking along Emmaus Road. Their whole life just changed because it's not church as normal anymore. Jesus, who was with them in, in their quote-unquote church environment, was not there anymore, and they were perplexed. So they're meandering down Emmaus Road wondering about this. And my friend, here we are in a time frame where church is right at this juncture. Church is not like it has been not long ago. And we're kind of perplexed going, what is this going to look like into the future? Well, I want to give you an encouragement here and set the stage uh, for uh, um, Pastor uh, Greg to jump out from this. But what happened was they're walking down Emmaus Road going, what's going on? Church isn't like it's... It was. We don't know what to do from here. And all of a sudden, another person is walking with them. It's the Lord, and they don't know it yet. And the Bible says that while he was walking with them, he expounded to them about Moses and all the prophets 
and how all those spoke of him. And I want to take that as a springboard because what's happening right now is um, there are going to be some nuances of the the law and the prophets God is going to give you and say, oh, this is how it, it is solved. And so at that juncture, they walked a little further, and all of a sudden uh, Jesus Christ revealed himself to them. And I think in this contrary time, Jesus Christ is going to reveal himself to you as he shows you his truths of things that happened with the law and the prophets of Moses and the prophets. Uh, you're going to get a sense of, hey, God actually is in the thick of this. So I did that to set the stage uh, right now for Pastor Greg and talk about the the prophets. We're going to he's going to talk a little bit about some of the activities that went on in the patriarchs and uh, the disciples and the prophets. And as you hear these things, your heart and mind and faith is going to be quickened, and you're going to realize that while the rules may have changed about quote unquote church, the relationship with God and His Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, has been in in the midst of this. So um, Greg put together some some yeah. scriptures and um, parables and some illustrations in scripture that talk about uh, how to deal in isolation and how this <laughs> isolation can ter- turn into a springboard into God's pool. So uh, I, I kind of set the stage for you there if you want to talk a little yeah, bit about well, listen, Elijah yeah, or anything yeah. like that, Pastor yeah. Greg. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, you know, it's wonderful to be reminded, and you just did, that you know, look, you have the unfolding plan of Almighty God from eternity past to eternity future through Israel. And, you know, we need to remember that uh, behind it all is the most wonderful father there could ever be. Behind it all is the father. And and here, as you were saying, that Jesus met the disciples on the road to Emmaus and revealed that the Hebrew scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, you know, the Tanakh, um, well, what was it all about? It was, it's about his unfolding a genius plan of the Heavenly Father uh, that points to His Son, who said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except to be through me. Let me encourage all of our listeners on something, and that is this. In the West, a lot of times when I hear that verse, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except to be through me. We think the Father is a location, you know, the <laughs> Father is heaven, you know, the Father is some euphorial place, and it is true that when that if a believer's body dies, consciousness, the soul is immediately in the presence of God. There's no doubt about that. But listen, in essence, Jesus is saying that He is the way, the truth, the light into the most beautiful, intimate relationship with the Father. I just want to encourage everybody in something. Okay, listen. Uh, remember when Jesus was isolated in the Garden of Gethsemane? He's asking Peter, James, and John to remain awake with them. They fall asleep. Oh man, it just you know, he, he's so he's under so much duress. His face is in the ground. It's like in the dirt. He's he's weeping. He's sweating drops of blood. And what is he doing? He's crying out to his father. And his it and as he does, and he just now just relinquishes father. You will be done. The Bible says an angel came and comforted him. Uh, here's the one point I want to get to, and that is Jesus came to embody the kind of relationship. That he wants all of us to have, because we have the Spirit of the Son, whereby we cry, Abba, okay, Papa, all right? So I want to encourage, listen, all my, all my precious brothers and sisters and friends out there, the, the big thing at this time, the big thing isn't the headlines. The big thing is the small, still voice of our Father assuring us, and He will, of His presence and His promises. And I want to encourage all of us 
to make sure you carve out time, be still, know that God is God, and, you know, not likening uh, God to caffeine, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> when I have caffeine, I drink my coffee, it takes a while to kick in. Point being, look, I want to encourage you, all right, the Lord is with us, and this is a time to draw close to the Father, to bring our fears, bring our pain, to, to literally articulate to Him, to come boldly to the throne of grace in time of need. He promised that He would do the heavy lifting in our life, okay? He wants us to cast our cares upon Him. So I just want to encourage you, you're a son, daughter of the King. Behind it all is a Father. Okay, Jesus said, I'm the way to true life, no, because the Father accepted be for me. Cast seriously... This is the time to draw close to our Papa, to yes. our Abba, okay? Just as Jesus did, facing the monster storm ahead, and as he kept his eyes on the Father and through the cross and the resurrection, uh, and, and into the resurrection, of course, what comes about? But the greatest healing that has ever been known in you know, all the universe, which is the redemption that is in Jesus. So we have a Father. And I'm convinced that he wants to draw us close to him as his kids during this time. Yes, yes. And <clears throat> I think in this next segment, if you would entreat me on this, is I, sure. use, I use the Emmaus Road as an illustration that Jesus walked with them, and he, he, he described to them the things that happened back in the Tanakh, the Old Testament, uh, times of Moses, times of Elijah, right, okay, the right. other prophets, and, you, you, and, you, and he quelled their hearts. They, they had an anxiety of this isolation away from Jesus like never before. And there's an isolation that we're experiencing away from the church life as never before, uh, my listening friend. Yeah, and oh, so, I got you. Hey, listen, so what we can do, let's talk about Elijah because— Okay, uh, we'll after the commercial, okay. we'll yeah. do that. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> okay, my, my listening friend, thanks for putting up with me. Uh, Greg, no, I, I, I have commercial breaks that I have to deal with here. But I wanted to of set course. the stage and whet the appetite of our listeners because this whole thing that has happened uh, to us right now, it happened to Jesus, but he also consoled the uh, uh, the disciples walking on Emmaus Road. It, these kind of things will happen to you as well, but do not be distressed because I've overcome the world. And uh, Pastor right, Greg talked right. about dealing with the still small voice. We're getting we're getting the message big time with the coronavirus, but there's also the still small voice that God will quell within you and give you peace and confidence and your next steps. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to use analogies and patriarchs from Scripture to talk about that with you as we continue this show as Pastor Greg awesome. and Elijah and I <laughs> come right hey, back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Are we supposed to be having this much fun in the middle of a coronavirus threat? Oh, I think so. (laughs) I think God wants to whisper in our ear. Like we were talking about the disciples meandering down Emmaus Road going, it looks like the rules have all changed. And my friend, if you're uh, at home going, I can't even go to church tomorrow, I've been sequestered, or church has been sequestered, and I can't get there because the the 
we are told by uh, the health authority and the government we have to stay in our homes and, you know, 6 to 12 feet away from another person and, you know, the number of people that we're allowed to be in company with is limited and things like that. We go, man, things have changed. Well, can you imagine the disciples on Emmaus Road going, we were walking with Jesus not long ago, and all of a sudden he's just not here in that same context. What do we do? They felt isolated. We feel isolated right now, but we want you to know, Pastor Greg and I, Greg Denham from Rise Church and I, want you to know that in a similar way, God is walking with you now, and he's giving you truths of consolation. And uh, I'm thrilled that... uh, that the Lord gave Pastor Greg some uh, analogies about con- consolation, consolation for you in the midst of this uh, apparent trial and tribulation, but it actually is a stepping stone or a, a, a springboard into what God wants us to be. He wants us to be his church, his bride, his warriors, his, his team members in an intimate way like never before. And, and uh, while Jesus right. spoke to the guys walking on Emmaus Road, talking about how he was in, in the life and lifestyles uh, of Moses and the, and the prophets. Uh, Pastor Greg has some insights about some of, the, some of the patriarchs and prophets of Old Testament and New Testament that can give you uh, confidence and arm you not only for this isolation, but to empower you not only through this, but even speak into it and cause it to dissipate. I mean, God's given us a great amount of power in light of that. And same with Elijah of old. He was isolated but uh, Greg, in the last segment, talked about still small voice. So I'm going to hand this over to Pastor Greg Denham and see where he takes it in the Holy Spirit. Three, two, one, Greg Denham, lay it on us. Oh, listen, Kaz, well said. <laughs> hey, listen, let, uh, some perspectives, everyone. Um, and, and this is kind of a Kaz that I've been working on, and we're going to continue to talk about it, And that is the Lord has a great track record of maximizing, meeting individuals, in times of adversity, in times of isolation, yes. I mean, isolation, and we're kind of a unique time of isolation. Have any of us ever been through a time like this? You know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I just like I've never wanted to shake people's hands, Kaz, more than I do now. You know, <laughs> or give like, them the hug. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. It's like it's it's just killing me. But look, I look. Let's just let's just nail this right here, Elijah. For those of you who are listening, maybe. Maybe new to the Bible, Elijah is a great spokesman for the Lord, for Israel. He takes on some very godless leadership that's just pulling Israel down the drain, uh, known as these leaders, Ahab and Jezebel. And the Lord uses this great prophet to call fire down for heaven as a demonstration that the Lord God of Israel is the true and living God. Before you go any further, let me just intervene something here. My friend, now I want you to replace the words that he says with a... uh, fake news, and people that want to bring down God's government in the United States and other areas as well. There is a, an oppression that is not dissimilar to the oppression that Elijah was experiencing then. And then what happened, Pastor Greg? Well, yeah, well, listen, I, I hope I can follow you well there. But I just want to say, yeah, I mean, there is, I, listen, there's a battle. There's no doubt about it. And, and you know, there was a great demonstration that the Lord God of Israel, who's the true and living God, is in fact the true and living God. But look, what ends up happening is, after this, is that Jezebel threatens Elijah, just to kind of speed up the story real quick, threatens Elijah, and after this great victory, it, it freaks him out. And he, and he, you know, he runs into the wilderness because Jezebel basically says, we're going to kill you. And 
he's worn out and you know a lot of us are really feeling it you know yes. and and even struggling with anxiety and depression and 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 listen you know a lot of times when this when we are struggling with uh, depression or anxiety it's it can come after a big victory it can come after a time of relational conflict and come after a time we're exhausted and this is this is Elijah and he's really uh, depressed and he's had this threat that's throwing him into a downward spiral of fear um, and okay so here's what ends up happening the Lord meets him and wants to restore him and and that's what we want to get to it's like I'm convinced the Lord wants to meet us in a unique way in our time of isolation and so here's what the Lord says to him. Go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks and the pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, not in these big things, so to speak. After that, the fire, a small, still voice. And so it was when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing? And he says, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, killed your prophets with a sword. I'm alone left, and they seek to take my life. The Lord said, go, return your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazel and king over Assyria. And he goes on to encourage them that, look, there are 7,000 you're not alone because there's 7,000 who know me and honor me. Here's my point. Look, one is this. Is the, is the big thing, you guys, is the small, still voice. Or in other words, it's critical that we hear from the Lord. There's just nothing like hearing from Him. So I just want to encourage every listener to double up reading the Scriptures. Read, read a chapter in the morning. Read a chapter in noon. Read a chapter in the evening. Okay? Um, and, and number two, what I think is interesting— because is the Lord actually gives them kind of a next step plan, okay? So he told them, look, Elijah, get back up and go and anoint uh, Jehu, the king of over Israel, and also anoint uh, your, your successor, which is Elijah. He gives them a plan, and I would encourage everyone, hear me, one, big emphasis to hear from the Lord in his, his word, because there's nothing like the small, still voice of God to settle us and to strengthen us. But number two, I would encourage you to, during this time, to identify the priorities in your life that gives you clear direction. So let the Lord refresh, like, what is really, really important, all right? So many of us are married. We're life partners, all right? How does the Lord want to use us to encourage our, our, our spouses? We're parents. How does the Lord want to use us to speak words of life? and the gospel and truth to our children. Of course, you know, I'm a pastor, so I'm thinking about our precious church family and, and this unique time. But during trials, the Lord will give us right application. He guarantees, he promises it. It's called wisdom. We need to be listening, and I would encourage all of us to focus in upon hearing from the Lord, get in His Word, and number two, revisit but what the priorities are, which is going to give you steps to the plan that God has for you at this time, because we want to redeem the time as the Lord gave Elijah a strategy, and that is to get up, anoint the king, get up, and anoint Elijah. 
Oh, that's so, so good. That gives some insight. Yeah. You know, the, what what happened was you step back and look at Elijah's life, and he was about ready to transition into the heavenlies, and he handed the baton off to um, his his follower, Elisha. But life changed at that jun- from that juncture forward. He listened to the still, small voice. Uh, God put opportunity. He actually had an opportunity to enter into God's great adventure. And so let me use this as a springboard as I go into the commercial break uh, with you, Pastor. And that Absolutely. is, l- let's, let's just use Elijah as our springboard, because Scripture says in the very last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, he says, Behold, I will send you, talking to us, Behold, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And listen to what Elijah's commission to us is. And Pastor uh, Greg Denham shared this with you also, also, but I'm going to use the last sentence uh, in the Old Testament to launch this into the future segments that we're going to do on Come Together San Diego. But we we talked about Elijah, and he was in a, a place of isolation, and then God spoke to him there, and it was the springboard into his greatest adventure, Adventure, and my listening friend, this is a, going to be a springboard into your greatest adventure as you listen to the still small voice with the purpose of, as the mantle of Elijah was, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the entire earth with a curse. We have an opportunity here to return the hearts of the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. In other words, what Pastor Greg has been communicating with you throughout is family, family, restoring the family of God. And all of a sudden, all these other things will just, the way shall be more clear to you. My listening friend, I hope Pastor Greg and I have... Yeah, that's a great word. That's a great word, Kev. <laughs> I hope Pastor Greg yeah. and I have, have stirred have stirred uh, the water pot a little bit with you. We've got some more stirring because we have an entire another hour to go. So we're going to talk more not only about uh, some of the Old Testament patriarchs and prophets, but we're going to talk about some of the New Testament stuff. We may get a little bit of what's going on in Israel as well as we continue. So don't go away. We have only just begun to stir the pot, and uh, you're going to love what uh, comes out as as it is poured out upon you and then through you to other people when Pastor Greg and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world. And we are having so much fun with Pastor Greg Denham, uh, Rise Church in San Marcos, because it's kind of like uh, we knew that we were going to come on, and the more the uh, the date that we were going to be on the air live approached, different things happened that uh, changed our outline. <laughs> so, sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Greg emailed me and said, why don't we talk about things that show uh, how people in isolation in the Bible were visited by God and empowered in the midst of that. <laughs> so we're doing yep, that, yep. are we not? Yep, exactly what we're doing. And things have changed so quickly, right? Yes, yeah, and they will and, continue uh, to change. But as long as we embrace the... Uh, the God who is the same yesterday and today and forever, all these things that change on the periphery are irrelevant if our focus is on uh, the one who has our welfare in his heart. And Kaz, listen, this is going to pass. We're going to get through this together. And, uh, you know, 
I, I'm so glad that we have we, we have the leadership that we do in our country, in our state, that, that is looking out for our best interests because it's in the name of love we take the practical steps uh, for social spacing. It's in the name of love we take the practical steps for proper hygiene, right? And, um, you know, we, we are thinking of others, and we want to dampen this, this uh, viral threat, and that's exactly what we are doing. I mean, I hate not being with, uh, with church family, but it's going to pass, and it's in the name of love that we're doing what we are doing. And look, and we, as you mentioned, the thing is, is that the Lord, as we've been saying over and over, the Lord has is actually maximized and, and worked in a great way during times of isolation. And oh, guys, so do you good. mind if I just kind of, do you mind if I just jump in a little bit? Why don't you just jump in? You're, you're not a guest. You're not a guest. You're no, a no. co-host. Well, so I, lay I, it I, on I, us. No, I didn't. I didn't I, actually, let me just say this. We were talking about Elijah. I just want to go back to something. And that is that um, when Elijah was isolated, he was, un, you know, you have Jezebel and Ahab were after him. They wanted to kill him. So, you know, that's a threat, needless to say. And so he runs off in the, in the desert, and the Lord meets him in a great way. And so we just made the point that the Lord spoke to him with a small, still voice. And just to double underscore, there's nothing like hearing from the Lord. So the big thing is the small thing, so to speak. Hearing <laughs> from the Lord, that is really big. And I want to encourage everyone to be reading their Bibles. But, but also you just see, and I, this is what I just want to say, Kez, real quick. You just see the Lord giving Elijah some next steps. It's like, okay, now I, I want you to be thinking about other people. You know, I want you to think about, I, I had some people to, I want you to, to anoint Jehu and Elijah and things. So it speaks to us of how important it is to be proactive rather than reactive. And I just want to encourage our listening audience to do just that. And we were talking about the importance of priorities. Think about what really matters. Intimacy with the Lord at this time, that really matters. Your family really matters. You know, co-believers, consider others. Consider how you could help those uh, 65 and above. You know, think about your neighbor, how to love your neighbor as yourself. Think about making Christ known. So just revisit what the priorities of life are. And as you said, which I thought was so incredible. You quoted Malachi, you know, um, and that is, may the hearts of the fathers turn to the children and the hearts of the children back to their fathers. And, um, and I believe that that is going to be taking place. I believe that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. <clears throat> you know, the Scripture talks about all things uh, uh, have a purpose, uh, uh, and it talks about, the, we, we talked about the Old Testament days, but also the New Testament days. There's a scripture that comes to mind that says, all things happen unto them for examples unto us upon whom the ends of the age are come in 1 Corinthians. And we, when we can take solace and direction from the Bible patriarchs, the, the, the apostles and the, you know, uh, the disciples and things like that, they went through it <clears throat> ultimately to come to a more intimate relationship with their creator. What God is allowing yeah. us to do right now is to go through these things. He has an ulterior motive is to get us closer to him and closer to one another. And in so doing, the church becomes the church and the enemy has to take flight. So that, that's well, really well, where okay. we are. You know, one yeah, of the things I'm going to give you, I'm yeah. going to give you another no, handle here, if you don't mind. And uh, okay. we're talking, we talked about Old Testament uh, characters like Elijah. But let's uh, fast forward into the New Testament. We're talking about isolation, and probably one of the soon-to-be disciples, soon-to-be apostles was uh, Saul, soon-to-become 
Paul, he faced tremendous isolation, and then he was introduced to the Lord himself, and his entire life changed. Let me put this in today's vernacular. My friend, you may be or you may know of people who are, quote-unquote, Saul's that aren't even in, in the kingdom at all. They're so far away from it. But in environments like this of threat and isolation can make them turn their focus onto the bigger picture. And you may be instrumental to be someone who speaks into the life or heart of a Saul and transform them into a Paul, or you may be a Paul or a Paul, duh, <laughs> excuse me, I couldn't help myself. But you may be in a position where God wants to breathe in you and say, you know, you've been having different ideas about the church and things like that. It's time for me to empower you. And Paul himself in the early days was isolated and things happened to him on the road as well. So let's use that isolation. I'm going to hand it back to you because you wanted to talk about this. So let's use that well, isolation well, as an illustration well, as well. Go ahead, Pastor Gray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, and Cass, how much time do we have left in this segment, just out of curiosity? Let's see here. Much, we, we have probably about four minutes, and then we take a commercial okay. break. Well, well Cass, listen, you, you brought up something very, very important, and that is that, you know, there are many people, of course, that are reeling in fear. And this is, this is, this is shaking the earth. You know, and, and, and when we're shaken, um, a few things take place. Things that uh, are not rooted fall, and things that are, are things that are not rooted fall. Things that are rooted, you know, remain strong. And, you know, for many, they're feeling like, whoa. You know, it's like it's, it's shaking the very foundation of their being. I just want to say something, Kaz, and, and let's talk to, to someone perhaps listening that, um, you know, is searching. If I could just say real quick. I mean, if there's anyone hearing our voice out there and you are, you know, you're needing a word of encouragement, but even more than that, you're wondering how you might have absolute security in relationship with the Lord. May I say a few things to that, Kaz? Absolutely. Day? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me just say, number one, I want, I want you to recognize what the Lord has done for you. Not only he's made you, he created you. are not a byproduct of mindless nature. Okay. He's not only created you. But he has revealed himself to the world, okay? The reality is we have no idea who God is or who we really are in terms of why we're here on planet Earth unless the Creator, the one who made us, revealed himself to us. And he has actually written himself into the script of life, okay? He sent his Son, and he sent his Son to demonstrate that he loves us. And I just want everyone to hear, that, hear us. The Lord loves you, loves you, loves you with everything, which means he wants your highest good. He's going to fight for it. And the Lord sent his son to reveal that love on the cross. He said, what was he doing on the cross? He was bridging the gap between God and man. Uh, the, the world is broken. We're, the, the core problem is a separation from the one who made us. And, and, a, and the state is called sin. And we've all have sinned. We are, we're separated. It's not that he can't hear us or it's not that his arm's too short that he can't reach out and and help us, but our sins have cut us off. That's the core problem uh, of all of our lives. And and the Lord came to address that core problem, Jesus did, to bridge the gap between God and man. Okay, so I want you to recognize that. And then three days later, Jesus conquered the grave. So the greatest enemy that we face is actually death itself in Christ. He has conquered death, and he doesn't want us to fear death. Okay, Jesus conquered it. And I want to say this. Number three, 
recognize those things. And then number two, Jesus said, or three, excuse me, Jesus said, unless you repent, you'll perish. He wants you to change the way you think. He wants to change. He wants you to change your direction and and actually embrace him as your Lord and Savior. He really is just a prayer away. And I just want to say to anyone who would like to open their heart right now, you could to, to the Lord, you could do that. And you could pray right now. And and I and I'd love to just lead you in a word of prayer. You could say, Lord Jesus, I call upon you now to be my Savior and Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Uh, forgive me. I uh, thank you, Lord, that you died on the cross, resurrected. I believe it. I believe it. So thank you, Lord, that you've heard this prayer and made me your child. Teach me to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' now, name. That, yeah. <laughs> In Listen. Jesus' name, amen. My friend, <clears throat> we want you to dwell on that <clears throat> commitment that many of you made on the air right now with us. And we're believing that God is going to do the work on you, with you, and through you like never before. And we're going to talk more about this and uh, how God is using this coronavirus as a springboard into intimate relationship with him like never before when Pastor Greg Denham of Rise Church in San Marcos and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, hello back, my friends. I am here with Pastor Greg Denham of Rice Church San Marcos, a new best friend. It's a pleasure co-laboring with you, Pastor Greg. Oh, thank you, Kaz. Thanks for having me. It's been a blessing. Yes, in fact, uh, it's a pleasure for me as well. You know, I always have to laugh when I do these shows. I generally try to be very uh, concise in putting together scripting, and I know maybe the first sentence of the broadcast follows a script, and then after that, Holy Spirit intervenes, and oftentimes I just have to go, okay, well, we'll just go wherever you want to go. And that may be so with you sometimes, too, when you have your sermon notes or your worship team has things to do, and all of a sudden, Holy Spirit intervenes, and we have to just be flexible, but that's the joy of living with the Lord. He always has adventures at, at store if we are just willing to let go and let Him. Well, Cass, thank you. Hey, listen, it may require a little extra flexibility on your part having <laughs> me as your guest. God bless you. No, no, uh, no. That, I, 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 I rejoice yeah. in that. I rejoice in that. Yeah. You know, Pastor Chuck Smith used to say, blessed are the flexible, they shall not break. And you have not broken yet. You're doing great. <laughs> God, you know, the, and I, a lot of courage even to have me, right? We're, but we look, we're covering some important ground, and we have a lot more to cover. So I'm really looking forward to it. What I thought we would do, and uh, this, uh, I'm going to hand the baton to Holy Spirit, as are you, and then we're going to be listening and then uh, activating as Holy Spirit tells us. So, you know, in Scripture, when you read many of the Psalms, there's something that's in there that you see, and you go, what does this word mean? It's Selah, and that's basically yeah. uh, take what you've been given and then dwell on it just for a bit, and then allow Holy Spirit to speak into you, and then you're off and running again. So what I'd like to do right now is I'd like to do some a little bit of a Selah here as far as you and I, and just we're, let's just meditate on what God has given us, and I want you and me to spend just a few moments in prayer over what has happened so far, and then, uh, then uh, let God speak into us and see how we carry the, the com- 
completion of this segment and the rest of the show. I'd love to eventually talk about Israel, but we don't have to. We don't have to. So I'm going to start a pr- do a little prayer and then uh, and and in- infuse the people with what I sense God is saying, just uh, by way of confirming the things that they've heard thus far, and invite you to do the same. And then we'll say, okay. We'll say, now, what does God want us to do from this point forward? It's kind of exciting. Oh, We're sure. going on an inv- adventure. Are you willing to do that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's fantastic. just do that. Let's do it. Yep. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we bring every single listener, not only in the show that's live right now, but as this broadcast is archived and played to multiplied gazillions of people, That's I'm saying that by faith, um, that, that uh, your Holy Spirit pervades and your Holy Spirit speaks to them in ways they've never heard before and this is an opportunity for i speak in in the midst of this isolation that our people our friends that are listening are experiencing i pray that this becomes a springboard for them and us for you my listening friend i'm not going to speak to them i'm going to speak specifically to you that this isolation is a springboard for y-o-u that god says okay this is it i'm going to give you an opportunity to become more intimate with with me but also an opportunity for you to become more intimate with those to your left and to your right so that my church may be seen as those who love me because they love one another. I declare this into you, my listening friend. I declare this into your lives. I declare the empowerment of God's Holy Spirit through you to impact other people with the love of God, the compassion of God, and the community of God. And I proclaim this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, where are you going to take this? Pastor Greg Denham, where are you going to take this? Well, listen, let me pray. Let me add a, let me pray a little bit too. Father, thank you for you. We love you. We we adore you. The greatest thing in life, Father, is to be your sons and your daughter. And uh, Lord, we thank you that you're with us. And we thank you, Lord, you perfect your strength in weakness. We thank you, Lord, that Amidst trials, actually, there's a perfecting work that you are accomplishing. And in fact, I pray, Lord, in these next few minutes, as as you know, I'm just sensing that we take a little turn, look at that passage in James chapter one about what it means to uh, consider it account it all joy when we fall into trials. What does that mean, Lord? I mean, uh, I pray that you would open our eyes, you bring a bunch of comfort. But Lord, for those who are um, going through unique challenges economically. Thank you that you promised you'd supply our needs, so one step at a time. Lord, those who are amidst relational conflict, you see what's going on. Work behind the scenes. Bring healing and wholeness. Any prodigals that are out there, Lord, we pray you'd be drawing them to yourself, Lord. We pray that you would bring a beautiful awakening to believers all throughout the world. We pray that this would be a time of being being filled with your Spirit, which is, Lord, we pray our hearts to be being captured and recaptured with the awesomeness of who you are. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, One of the words that you prayed and spoke into the lives of our listeners is the word awakening. And my listening friend, this is an opportunity for us to awaken to things that we've never even, hardly even considered before. All of a sudden, life, the definition of life, may have changed a little bit as we're spending this time in isolation. And I think God is saying, this is good. We're going to use this as a springboard for you. But this, the whole aspect of awakening is where God wants us to be. He spent all this time up till now getting ready to introduce the fullness of what I would call the kingdom age to us, 
uh, and there's going to be yeah. many, many people coming to the Lord. And guess who are going to be the uh, the harvesters of that field? <clears throat> They're sitting in your seat right now, my listening friend. So God's saying, yeah. many of you who have known the Lord for some time, he's saying it's time now to take what you've learned and activate it. And uh, and also those of you who are listening now who are new to the Lord, <laughs> it doesn't make any difference if you're new to the Lord because God can infuse you as well. And so you're in for a big adventure. The only challenge is you need to ex- acknowledge the Lord for who he is and entrust him. Uh, you know, uh, Pastor Greg was talking about the scripture that says, count it all joy when you fall into the midst of and a number of different things, tribulation and trials and things like that, because God will use this uh, powerfully. So I'm going to well, <clears throat> hand it yeah, off Pastor, to you, can Pastor I say Greg. Something real quick. How much, how much time do we have in this segment, just out of curiosity? I wish I was there with you. I could see it. <laughs> we could look at the clock together. Three minutes, 17.1 okay. seconds. <laughs> okay, well, let me, guys, listen, I think this is super important. You know, the first New Testament book, scholars believe, was the book of James. Real quick, two big issues that James addressed. James, the half-brother of Jesus. One was trials, the other is temptation. Trials we fall into. Temptation is a process. It involves enticement, a hook leads to, uh, to compromise, and then it leads to sin, and ultimately death. Okay, but listen, I want to encourage everybody in this, and we got to get this right. James wrote, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. We need to pause here and, and totally get this right. Otherwise, it kind of sets us in a trajectory never intended by God. Because the word count calls for mental muscle. It means to press down upon your mind, like working through a mathematical problem. In context, it means that you'll need to think of trials actually in a different way. Not that you feel good about them, as if you're, you know, kind of skipping down the main street at Disneyland. You know, it's, woo, this is awesome. <laughs> no. Joy, the joy is in how the Lord salvages it, reclaims it. He's the king of reclamation, the king of salvage, the king of renewal, okay? So Jesus is the king of reclamation and renewal. Nothing is too hard for him. And he knows this firsthand because while he despised the cross and the shame of the cross, he endured it, knowing the joy that was set before him would bring the greatest healing and wholeness to the world. So, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. In context, the call is to think differently, primarily about how God redeems trials, that the, that the, that the Lord is the king of reclamation and renewal. Okay, so, I, I don't know how much time we, get, we have uh, still here. Well, don't don't worry about the time. We're going to take a break in a minute or two. But I I I, I love what you you've done here to set the stage for this. You've set the stage yeah. for future segments as well. Let me intervene here because I'm going to have sure. you carry this thought into the next segment as well. But a tremendous uh, scripture that you talked about. And you know Jesus is our forerunner. He's gone before us, and it talks That's about right. for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and despised the shame. And one of the things that we have to do, sometimes when the road looks rough, understand that sometimes, it, that, that because there's joy on, just on the other side of this, we have to endure it, the Scripture talks about, as a good soldier. H- hang in That's there right. just for a little bit, because joy comes in the morning. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. So what we're going to talk about in the next segments is, I'm going to let uh, Pastor Greg Denham carry his thought further into the next segments, but also understand that sometimes the hard times are the only way that you can get to the fullness of God's good times by not only going through it, but entrusting him who has gone through it before you. 
So uh, I know you're geared up to share more about this in the next segment. So we don't want to wait too long to go into the commercial break because the sooner we do that, the sooner we will come back and we will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And back again. <clears throat> Boy, this two hours is going quickly. And it's be- a lot of it's because of Holy Spirit's, how he's stirring up uh, Pastor Greg Denham of Rise Church. And sometimes I in San Marcos, some, I, I feel like uh, I just need to kind of hand the baton over to Pastor Greg and say, take her, Greg, and we'll see where it goes. I, I appreciate what you've done as far as encouraging people in the midst of this isolation that God has a plan even in the thick of it and to discover it and uh, rejoice in it. You talk about the value of joy. And right now uh, I've seen people on the streets uh, and in grocery stores. There are some that have a level of joy, but there are some that are really uh, voicing and enacting anxiety. And so this is really a time for Holy Spirit to endue us with a level of joy because you know, while Scripture says, while weeping may endure for a season, joy comes in the morning. And uh, you were using the book of James as your springboard into that. I'm going to give you this entire segment to wax eloquently, if you would like, and I'll just do color commentary. Pastor Greg Denham, Rise Church. Oh, okay, Marcos. you're so you're so kind. Well, you know, it's it's both our hearts, of course, so that the people at during this time are super encouraged, and uh, the Word of God. You know, the, the gift of prophecy, which is really foretelling the Word of God, brings comfort, brings nourishment, brings encouragement, and, I, and that's our hearts. I mean, we were, we were going we to talk about Israel, all kinds of, you know, fun things and prophetic things, and we'll get to that <laughs> one day, I hope. Yeah, but, we'll have to have you come it, back. See, well done. Now and my, my, my uh, producer, Neil, says, we have to bring him back, and we will arrange that, because you're burgeoning well, I, with stuff. Yes, thank you. But listen, it's it, you know, look, a lot has happened since we we originally uh, scheduled that. Look, I want to get back to something because I think that we really have to understand this verse. I'm convinced. I think it's one of the go-to chapters. In fact, I would encourage everybody read James one, read Philippians four, read First Timothy chapter four, Hebrews chapter twelve. These are kind of go-to chapters amidst adversity and challenge. So, look. James is writing, half-brother of Jesus. He says, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. He's not saying to be happy about it. He's not saying that, you know, just be so weird to think that uh, disease is something oh, somehow to feel good about. No, no, no. He, he's saying that, that the Lord is actually the king of reclamation, that to get past the trial, that there's major hope, and that the Lord works and, and capitalizes amidst adversity, and, and, and kind of what I wanted to pick up was, I want to state this, and that is God uses adversity to change actually the way we think. For him to say, my brethren, count it all joy, the word count there means to use some mental muscle, kind of like working through a mathematical problem. So in principle, he's saying, I want you to think differently about adversity. So that speaks in principle to us 
of how actually amidst trials the Lord wants to change, for one, us. A lot of times we're looking for the circumstances to change, and I want to encourage our listeners to be open to how the Lord's going to make adjustments in your life. Ari, not Ari, excuse me, I'm actually Ari's gentleman I want to talk about. Kaz, I know you'll appreciate this. Uh, I'm referring to Ari uh, Avi, excuse me, Yaren. Uh, Jerusalem Post had an article years ago, just a couple years ago, and um, Avi is a great innovator. And long story short, he was in a motorcycle accident in Jerusalem, and uh, so he's at a Jerusalem uh, hospital, and they said, Avi, you know, everything's great from the motorcycle accident, but we discovered you have a brain tumor, you know? It wasn't because of a motorcycle accident. And they said to him, look, unfortunately, we, we can't operate because we don't have the technology uh, to, to be able to do what we'd like to do. And so, so what does Avi do? You know, known as Mr. Innovator, he started a company called VisionSense, and he spent almost a decade developing a type of operating scope modeled after the structure of an insect's eye. And uh, so Avi's trial, here's my point, changed the way he thought that led to his own healing. Okay, so what I want to encourage everybody in is that amidst adversity and trials, a lot of times we're waiting for the circumstances to change. When the Lord wants to change the way we think, he wants to continue to work the change in our life. And getting to the point of the passage, how we need to think of adversity is that it is a test of our faith. Now, I don't know what you think when you hear the term test. I don't really, you know, I'm not like, whippity dude, uh, that, yeah, it's a test. Cool, <laughs> I wasn't the best in test. But here's what it means. Listen, here's what it means. It, a test it, it allows you to experience what you already know. We know Jesus is true. Can I hear a big amen to that? Preach it, okay. brother. Amen. We know the Lord will never leave us. Hebrews 13, 5, we know that. We know He indwells us. He works through us. Romans 8, 11. We know He'll provide our needs. That's a flat-out fact. He promised. We know that uh, the Lord uh, will not give us a stone. We have a Father who only gives us good things. He's good, okay? We know that Luke 11, 9 through 13. We know He perfects His strength and weakness. Okay, we know that He's not given us a spirit of, of fear, paralysis, but power, love, and a sound mind. We know these things are true. So, uh, family out there and friends, see this as a test, meaning that you are going to experience the truth of these realities in greater ways, okay? So, allow the Lord to just bring that home to your heart, all right? Count it all, join you, fall into trials, because it's a test, a test allows us to experience what we know. We know the Lord is true, and therefore we're going to step in with a sense of optimism, as difficult as this is, and that is we're going to experience the truthfulness and God's promises in new ways. So God uses adversity to test our faith, which actually never fails because our faith is in God, who never fails. Can I hear an amen to that? Well, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I guess really the whole issue is <clears throat> the, the Lord is in us, and I will never leave you or forsake you. Uh, the effectiveness right. of us passing the test has everything to do with our willingness to allow Holy Spirit, Jesus through Holy Spirit, to have fuller and fuller control of our lives and our thoughts and our actions. Because he not only has gone through the test, he passed them with flying colors. And he who lives in you wants to pass the tests 
in you and through you as well. But it is to the degree that we're willing to hand it over to him that we're going to be successful or failure in that test. So the more we entrust him within us to pass the test through us, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more simple than us having to figure everything out. We go, Lord, you got it. I'm listening and I'll be quick to obey. Done deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you listen, just, and be, be encouraged. I mean, you talk about a test. The Lord stepped into Jerusalem on Passover, of course. And, you know, you, you know, facing, facing uh, to take the sin of the world upon himself, to do the will of the Father. And as we've mentioned earlier in the other segments, you know, through that came the greatest blessings. Just going to keep our eyes on the captain of our salvation. Trust him. Uh, he kept his eyes on the Father. Let's keep our eyes on him who kept his eyes on the Heavenly Father and trust the innate goodness of our Father through this adversity. Be open to how the Lord wants to make adjustments in the way you think, to bring renewal in your own life. Uh, oftentimes he changes us to impact our circumstances and impact other people's lives. Very good. I'm going to put it on you again. I, I you know, I, I feel like I know you well enough so that you know that I'm not going to abuse you. But I, you just you just gave instruction to our listening friends and I uh, about uh, entrusting him. And I'm going to now ask you to take your instruction and use your words, the power that God has given you through the spoken word. And I'm going to ask you to verbally infuse that into our listeners. You spoke to them about uh, doing it. I'm going to ask you to take that and declare it into their lives so it is seated by the Word of God through your lips. Are you willing to do that? Well, sure. I, how much how much time I keep saying that, but I just want to be sensitive to the <laughs> well, segment. I, I want you to take a minute, and then we'll finish it on the other side of the break. My listen, friend, we're, we're in a little bit new waters right now. We, we, we're in a, you know, the, this virus thing is requiring us to rethink things, but we wanted to bring you this show right now and let Holy Spirit instruct us to instruct you because his instruction is what you need to hear. You don't need to hear uh, Pastor Greg or me just uh, waxing uh, wise with words. You need to hear Holy Spirit's words through our mouths and that's what we're doing. Well, let me, right say, so let me say this. Got about a so. I just want to say I want to say to all of our listeners our Father is only good. Only good. Okay. And, and he he takes brokenness and he takes adversity and he redeems it. And and this is going to be, I believe, as challenging as this is going to be in all of our lives, I believe it can be a, one of the finest seasons yes. in our life because, I mean, just like, just like a, how a pearl, you know, is formed, uh, you know, in an oyster, it's formed from an irritation, and the Lord redeems irritations and disruptions in our life. Our Father is good, and only good things come from Him. So let us trust Him, and He's going to give us bread, not a stone. He doesn't play games with us. He's fully aware of what's going on in our life. So in Jesus' name, bloom as a <laughs> king's kid. <laughs> I like that. And my friends, we have one more segment left, and I think Pastor Greg Denham of Rise Church in San Marcos and I, we're going to bring all this stuff together and we're going to look on the other side of it and say, here's what can happen as a result of us learning our lessons from this trial. I mean, God's got plans for his church. My friends, you're it. We're it. And so on the next, after this commercial break, we're going to dig into what that might look like for you and for the rest of us, not only in San Diego County, but in the United States, not only the United States, but the rest of the world as well. Big things in one segment left 
<laughs> we'll, Pastor hey. Greg, we'll see where we go after we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Well, this is the close of the two hours we've spent on the air with you, with my co-host, Greg Denham of Rise Church San Marcos. Greg, it goes fast, doesn't it? Sure does. I can't believe it. Two hours. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic, and thank you, Kaz, for having me. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You know, I, I was dwelling on this. You know, sometimes God downloads stuff, and then he just doesn't leave the download. He Then he starts to dig more deeply and help you comprehend what the download was about. So I'd like to use this last segment of the show to actually download some of the things that we have shared with our listening friend. And it reminds me of a scripture in 1 Corinthians 2.9. It says, I has not seen, neither ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has in store for those who love him. So let's take this coronavirus thing that's going on and causing us to be isolated causing us, those who attend church, to have to sit out from church and maybe find it on the Internet somewhere. The whole life has been disrupted, but Scripture promises that your eyes haven't even seen, neither have your ears heard, the things neither has even entered into your heart, the things that God has in store in the midst of all this. Take this as an opportunity, as an adventure, as an instance to go further with him, but also be closer with him as well. I'm going to hand it over to you, Pastor Greg, to give some more insights on this. My friend, take these uh, these times of what could be anxious, make them not anxious, make them opportunities for expectation, and see what the Lord does. He's excited to share with you what comes out of this. Pastor Greg? Well, listen, you know, one of the individuals you you were talking about, of course, was, was a, a man by the name of Saul who became the Apostle Paul, who ended up pinning nearly two-thirds of the New Testament. And, um, you know, Paul Paul spent time in isolation, right? I mean, he and in isolation, he, he wrote books, letters that have impacted billions of people. The Lord anointed his pen. Um, so it's it just to the theme of what we've been talking about, which is if you look at the Scriptures, you see how the Lord maximizes and uh, capitalizes on adversity, on isolation, and, you know, uh, we had a little meeting with, uh, uh, you, you know, some pastors recently in San Diego just a few days ago. And, and uh, Ray, Pastor Ray Bentley said, you know, this is kind of like a, a forced Sabbath, you know, a, a forced Sabbath rest where it's going to be a time of renewal and growing intimacy with the Lord. And I really, I really believe that is going to be the case. And um, so, look, I Look, we're going to be tempted with worry. We want to turn it into worship. We're going to be tempted at times with panic. We want to turn it into prayer. Um, you know, we're going to be tempted with fear. We want to turn it into faith. Faith as an object. We, we want to get our eyes on the Lord. And, and, and that all speaks to protecting your mind. I mean, seriously, and I just want to double underscore that, um, you know, all our dear friends out there, keeping your eyes on Jesus in application means to protect your thinking. And, you know, the Bible puts a monster emphasis on meditation. The thing about meditation is it's, it's mental chewing. You know, it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just, you know, quickly swallowing something. It's, it's actually 
you know, working on it and mentally chewing it, you can't actually, there's no shortcuts to it. So this is going to be, and I encourage everyone hearing us, I encourage you to carve out time with the Lord to hear a small, still voice, so to speak, because that's what's really big. You know, add value and add time to reading the Word. I mean, we're kind of repeating what we're talking about, but look, simple things, but it's actionable. Um, Plan, read more than you have before. And, you know, Kaz and I have been talking about, you know, reaching out really, be considering others as best you can, use technology, check in with precious ones who are over 65. And just remember, all of this is a race, Hebrews chapter 12, it's not a sprint. A sprint is something, you know, know, kind of uh, spontaneous, and it's just, you know, it's adrenaline. Uh, The race of, of, of walking with the Lord, knowing the Lord, is an, a long endurance run, and at, at times it's just going to be man. We got to muscle it, but keep moving forward. I just want to I want to say lastly, Kaz. Look, Jesus came to make us right with God. He became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. It's our Father who trains us in righteousness, and the way He does is we must not give up. We must persevere. It's like riding a bicycle. Keep pedaling, and as we do. Our Father is going to train us in love, train us in justice, train us in righteousness, train us, train us in greater effectiveness in this hour. I totally believe it. I believe it too, Pastor Greg. And you know, we, many of us who are listening to this broadcast have made the decision to make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Some have not, and I hope this is a a incitement or an enticement to do that uh, now because sometimes, especially of those who have anxiety, there is one who knows the solution in the midst of this anxiety, and it's not you. And it's not the person to your left and to your right. It's the person who desires to live within you, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So that's how right. do you right. how do you accommodate this? It's simple. Really, it's like uh, you, you take the one who's already solved the challenges and have him embed his spirit within you, and you walk based on what he tells you from the inside out, and through Scripture and through other people who have the same relationship, and all of a sudden you've got a new plot, a new plan charted before you, and it is very, very exciting. We've got a couple minutes. Uh, any other things that you want to say in light yeah, of this? Yeah, and I would just like to say, let, let, let me say this. You know, Jesus said he stands at the door and knocks, and That's if good. anyone would hear his voice and open the door, he would come in. So, look, anyone who's listening to us, let me ask you something, Okay. Uh, just a little check. This is a good time to just relook at the priorities. It's really important. Number one, most important reality of life is have right relation with the one who made us and created us, who loves us. Okay, that's the missing piece in life. So, look, there needs to come a time in all of our lives we formally open the door. I didn't realize that prior to becoming a Christian. Jesus is knocking. He's trying to get our attention. Okay, but there, but becoming his a king's kid or knowing the Lord or having our sins forgiven, doesn't happen by osmosis. It happens kind of in a turning point. It happens in a formal moment. And I just want to say to you, it can happen for you right now, seriously, where you say, what, how do I do that? Well, look, he's just a prayer away. And the, Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. What are we believing? We're believing that God loves us. He sent his son to die for our sins. He resurrected from the dead. He came to bridge the gap between God and man. 
to address the core problem of man, which is separation from God. I mean, that's why there's, you know, that's why there's terrible, terrible anxiety. That's why there's death. Okay, that's, there's a darkness behind the darkness. The Lord came to remedy that. So I just want you to know, you can call upon it. And, Kaz, do we have a minute that I can just lead in a word of prayer, 30 seconds? Absolutely. Take 31. Okay, here we go. So listen, anybody who would like to formally invite Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to lead you in a word of prayer. Kaz, as an encouragement, why don't you follow me? Okay, let's pray. Let's <clears throat> Absolutely. Pray. All right? So, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I call upon you now. I call upon you now. To be my Savior and Lord. To be my Savior and Lord. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for dying for my sin. Resurrecting from the dead. Resurrecting from the dead. I believe it. I believe it. Lord, come into my life. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sin. Make me your child. Make me your child. Both now and forever. Both now and forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, Pastor man. Greg Denham of Rise Church San Marcos and I, we both say amen. We're praying for you, and we would love to pray with you as well. And uh, it's time for us to go away. Pastor Greg, we need to have you come back, because I know that you're a, an Israel guy, a, a guy who loves Jerusalem and Israel and the, the, the Old Testament Tanakh. We're going to talk about that in a future show. So and you will Jew, come back, yes? Jew, love the Jewish people. Yeah, that's yes, right. you that's do. Right. My listening friend, yeah, I hope this has so been much. an encouragement uh, to you. Uh, God's got big plans for you. Just expect it. And so in the midst of this opportunity to be anxious, don't be anxious. And trust the Lord and see what he does to you, in you, and through you. That's all for now, my friends. It's been a pleasure talking with you through Come Together San Diego. See you next time. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise.